Welcome to C3 Church, Queens Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. This morning I want to start off by um, a picture. And I want you to picture yourself. I've brought one of my props. I love, I love a few little props, a few little frisbee frisbee things. Um, but I want you to picture in your mind a glorious day, a little bit like today, pretty glorious out there. Um, with your family, with your friends, with your wife, with your girlfriend, with your future in-laws, for those people that aren't married, you know, and you're with a group of these people and you're trying to make a great impression. Anyone been there before? Trying to make a good impression. And um, out comes the frisbee. Hand up if you can throw a frisbee. Okay, a few people. Imagine in your mind that you can throw a frisbee and you've done it before and you can do that type of thing. And you're like, awesome, frisbee. I can do this. I'm going to look good. I'm going to be I'm going to be good. So you start throwing this frisbee, you start throwing it, and the more you throw it, the better you get. Ever done something like that? The more you do something, the better you get. Um, and you're like throwing this thing, and you're like throwing, you know, just a small distance, and then you're like, yeah, I can do this. And you start moving back, start, start really ripping this thing, and you start keep moving back, and you're like throwing frisbees off like this under your leg, you know, all that sort of stuff. You're like, you are like going really, you're going hard. And you're like, man, I can do this. And you, you just rip this thing as hard as you can, and all of a sudden, you've been throwing it perfectly the whole time, and all of a sudden, your finger just catches the Frisbee. Anyone been there? The, fr- the finger just catches the Frisbee, and it just doesn't do what you want it to do. Um, so instead of flying it towards your friends, it takes an alternate direction to a young family eating their lunch. Um, and what grabs your attention is the dad. This tall, muscular, quite chiseled, rock-type looking guy. (laughs) Bringing to his mouth a wonderful hot dog that he has just spent the last 30 minutes cooking on one of those public barbecues. He's been waiting for an hour in line because there's only one barbecue there to cook this amazing hot dog. And he's bringing it to his mouth And all of a sudden, life begins to slow down. You look at the dad, and then you look at the frisbee. You look at the dad opening his mouth, and you look at the frisbee. You look at the joy in his eyes as he's bringing this hot dog to his mouth, and you look at the frisbee. You look at the tear of joy that is coming down his face as he's about to eat the hot dog. You look at the frisbee. You look at the saliva dripping (laughs) down from the roof of his mouth and you look at the frisbee gracefully inserting itself in between the sausage and the bun as he begins to bite down at the same time. Simultaneously, your attention then turns and moves away from the man to the coke that is flying in the air towards the wife. The sauce from the hot dog squirting out towards the twin children, two-year-old children that are sitting there on the picnic rug. 
you catch a glimpse of a white tooth type particle being caught by a seagull flying past in the distance. You know, there is a ripple effect to the things that we do. That was a bit of a tangent, a bit of a long way to talk. There is a ripple effect to the things that we do and we don't do in life. That was a bit dramatic, but I'm sure we've all had motive. We've all had times in our lives, both positive and negative, where there's been a ripple effect to what we've done or what we've been about doing, um, both positive and negative. Um, we affect the world around us by what we do and what we don't do. There's a ripple effect that starts when a stone hits the water. We've seen it. I'm sure you've thrown a stone or you've thrown something in some water and there's been a ripple effect as the water has gone out from that. Now, I know Steve would have some type of scientific um, explanation about that. And I thought about that going down the scientific path, but I thought, no... I'll stay away. I'm a phys ed teacher. Let me stick to the frisbee rather than the... <laughs> it's all science. It's all science. Um, so this morning, I want to take a bit of a journey as we keep that in our mind about the ripple effect, um, a bit of a journey with Moses. And just like Moses, we all have a backstory to where we've come to right now this morning. We didn't just get here this morning. We actually have been on a journey throughout our life. It doesn't matter how old you are. You've been on a journey and you've got a backstory of what's been happening. So I'm not going to read it, but I'm just going to tell the story as we go through, if that's okay. In Exodus 2, and if you've got a Bible, you can sort of follow through and just check. Hold on, is Dave telling the right story here? Exodus 2, verse 1 to 10, we see Moses is um, birthed. That's as good as I'm going to get there. Well, Levite to a Levite man and woman who hid him away um, and then eventually put him in a basket and put him in the Nile River. And he was discovered by Pharaoh's daughter who took him as her son. Pretty simple, lowly beginning. A bit like all of us. We were born and then we journeyed in life. Exodus 2 verse 11 to 21. We see Moses has grown up. So in between that time, it's been about 40 years. I love how the Bible does that. It doesn't go into great detail. It goes, born, this is what happened, and 40 years later, we're going to pick up the story because we sort of just know that he's been in the palace all that time and he's grown up as an Egyptian. Um, he knew he was a Hebrew, but he'd grown up not as a slave, which was happening in that time, but as a prince with a lifestyle that went with it. One day, he witnesses, so he's 40 years old, around 40, witnesses an Egyptian beating a Hebrew slave and ends up killing the Egyptian. Pharaoh hears about the murder and Moses, uh, that Moses committed and Moses flees the place to a place called Midian. Now this is where it gets really interesting. Where he initially he flees this place called Midian and he's actually mistaken as an Egyptian which is quite incredible. He's a Hebrew. He actually should be a slave, but he comes to this place. He's mistaken as an Egyptian. He finally marries and has a family and settles in that place. What's interesting me, to me is that Moses runs away from the situation and from the mistake. Does it sound familiar? Sounds familiar to me. Interesting how often we stuff up and we get far away, as far away as possible from the issue and the mistake that we've made. So here's Moses, he's committed murder and he's run away. 
and his run actually, we'll see later, to the far end of the desert, we often try to run away. I know I do try to run away from my stakes, hide them away, sometimes meaning we're a long way away from where God wants us actually to be. When we do this, we take the driver's seat, we take the driver's wheel, and we direct our lives to where we think we should get. So Moses took the driver's wheel and he went, no, I'm getting out of here. And he actually took his life to where he think he thought it would be better. Um, and we think there is no chance of pain, no chance of confrontation, no chance of challenge or having to step forward. Interesting how short-sighted we are often and how short-sighted the enemy is so often. Because... If we have a look at the picture of where Midian is, I'm hoping that's going to come up. This is really cool. All right, this is is like a pictorial journey of where the Israelites, Moses eventually took the Israelites, led the Israelites out of Egypt. This is a pictorial representation of where they went. Um, Another little gag that was that I showed Steve last night, there's, it probably is like a six-day journey rather than a 40-year journey, which is what they went on, which is quite incredible. But if you have a look at where Midian is, Moses actually ran away to Midian. Moses actually went through the same place that he led the Egyptians through before he led them through it. So it's interesting to, to me to see how God changes our circumstances for a purpose. You know, in Romans 8 verse 28 says, And we know that all things God works for the good for those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. In another version it says, And we know that God causes all things to work together for good. So God brings all these things for good. What the enemy planned to pull us away from, isolate us from, point, our finger, point the finger at, make us feel accused, God brings about a change and makes it beneficial for us and the people around us. What the enemy did not understand is there was a ripple effect happening in Moses' life. There was something happening that he didn't understand, the enemy, but God did. What the enemy did not understand is that your life there is a ripple effect in action. There's actually something happening and God is doing something in your life and through your life and wants to do even more. Exodus 2 verse 23, I'm going to read this. During that long period, actually about another 40 years, so let's get the picture. Moses is in Egypt, 40 years, murders, runs away to Midian, And then we take up the story again where it's during that long period, about 40 years, the king of Egypt died. The Israelites groaned in their slavery and cried out and their cry for help because of their slavery went up to God. God heard their groaning and remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac and with Jacob. So God looked at the Israelites and was concerned about them. There are people this morning that need to hear that the accuser is dead. Pharaoh, the original Pharaoh that was the accuser of Moses, is dead. This morning you need to hear that the accuser is dead. In your life, the accuser is dead. Your mistakes, your past, your feelings of abandonment, your failures, your fear, 
your uncertainty, your doubt, your I can't, I could never, I don't have what it takes, I'm too old, I'm too young, that accusing voice, the accuser is dead. The accuser no longer has that power. Okay? This accuser is dead, no longer has the power, no longer has the strength over you, over your past or over your future. It's time to change your thinking and see the truth. The truth is that you have a hope and you have a future. The truth is that you have a new life because Jesus gives life to the full. So that is the truth. And so God came to Moses through that place, the original accuser, is dead. Exodus 3 verse 1 to 3, Moses now is shepherding the sheep in the far side of the desert in a place called Horeb and comes across a burning bush, pretty out there, um, that doesn't burn. Out of the bush, God begins to speak to Moses. God tells Moses what he wants him to do. He wants him to go back to Egypt and tell the new Pharaoh to let the Israelites go and lead them out of Egypt. God has a really, sorry, Moses has a really interesting, reluctant, argumentative, I'm not good enough conversation with God. I'm not sure how long this lasted for, but through what God wanted him to do. Interesting that this type of conversation with God is very similar to some of the private conversations that I have with God. I'm not sure if that is you, but God asks you to do something. You're like, yeah, I can't do that. And then God comes back. It's a bit of a to and fro conversation. And I have them quite often versus big and small conversations. I'll tell you about a, I felt it was big. You might think, oh my gosh, that is so small. Um, A friend of mine had a really bad health scare. And God said to me, next time you see him, I want you to go, him and give, go, go to him and give him a really big hug. Now, if I was doing that to my son, Jake, he loves hugs. He just loves me hugging him and, you know, all that. No, he doesn't. He just... <laughs> <laughs> but this guy, he's a bit taller than me. You know, he, I'm not a huggy sort of person. I will hug, but I'm not like, you know... And either is this guy. He is far from it, you know. And I didn't see him for a few weeks. And, and for me, it was like really, really a challenge. Like, God, you need to go and hug him. He's just been in this life and death situation. He doesn't need your words. He just needs to know that you're with him. That's what I was getting in my mind. I'm like, God, no, come on. Are you serious? I just don't want to do that. Um, I finally saw him and then... I don't know if you're anything like me. I wanted to avoid eye contact. I wanted to stay low. Maybe he didn't see me that morning. You know, that sort of stuff. In the end, I finally gave him, I just went up to him and gave him a big hug. For me, this year has all been, has been about those sort of steps. Um, and the reason I'm speaking to you about that is because I'm speaking out of where God is taking me. God is taking me through this journey of going, okay, well, you're going to listen to me about this, the little things, the big things, and stepping out into those things, whatever size they are. Um, in Exodus 3 verse 18, it, said eventually, it talks about Moses eventually accepting what God is saying. And he goes to his father-in-law and has a conversation with him about returning to Egypt. 
His father-in-law agrees and then Moses takes his wife and his children back through the desert. So now he's gone through the desert twice, um, having these interesting conversations all the way through. He's just talking with God, interesting conversations. I can't do this, I, I can't talk, I can't, you know, all this sort of stuff. And we sort of know the end of the story that God does an incredible thing through his obedience, through these to and fro conversations him stepping back, God pushing forward. Through that, God does this incredible work to the point where Moses leads the nation out of captivity into freedom. So it's not, it starts off with his life. It ends up being about so much bigger than him. And that's the picture of the ripple. You know, it starts off with you. It ends up being much bigger than what we can even imagine. I'm sure Moses didn't even think about that as he was talking with the bush or seeing the bush the first time. So three takeaways this morning that I want from this period in Moses' life. Number one, there's a to and fro conversations that we have with God. You know, should I throw the stone? Should I not? Should I, should I jump in? Should I not? Should I do that? No. Moses had a conversation with God. Moses positioned himself into a place where he can hear God, where he responds to God, and where he has these to and fro conversations with God. There's nothing wrong with those. God loves those conversations with us, the to and froing, the, the battling, the wrestling that we have in our life. He understands that. And God is caring and loving enough to journey with Moses to the to and fro conversations in amongst that to a point where Moses says yes to what God is putting before him. The second one is God conversations. Those God conversations become a foundation for the conversations that he has with people. So God does these conversations with Moses. He, Moses becomes a foundation of where Moses steps on to have the guts and the determination to have the challenging conversations with the father-in-law. Hey, I'm going to take all your grandchildren and your daughter and we're going back to Egypt where she's never been, where they've never been. And trust me, they're in captivity. They know about what Egypt is. They know that there's a, you know, that's a big step. That is a big step. Moses with God conversations of foundation, then has conversations with individuals and people. They're not as scary as we play them out to be. Often in our mind, we're going, oh no, I can't go and hug him. He might think of this. They might, you know, it might be awkward. Or they're actually easier than we, we play them bigger in our mind. Um, they're not as scary as we play them out to be. The idea behind them, help so when we have these conversations, the idea behind it is help, it is support, it is being looked on, it is being accountable for what we said. Our private conversations then go public with other conversations and as we begin to action, we get support by those people. So you can imagine the father-in-law going, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm scared, I'm, I'm not sure, but go for it, you know, all of a sudden, go for it. And we can think about times when we have conversations with people, bosses, employees, people at church, and we have those challenging conversations. And all of a sudden, it's not like, oh my gosh, you need to sort this out. It's like, yeah, go, do it. And they're looking on and they're supporting us. 
So those God conversations then generate to people conversations where people can support us to move forward. Number three, God conversations and people conversations convert to action. So people are looking on, they're encouraging us, and they're encouraging us to step forward, actually throwing the stone. Moses finally converts these conversations into actions. He could have spent his whole life converting with God, you know, conversation with God, conversation with uh, father-in-law, should I do it, should I not, go back to God, go back to the... You know, he could have just been stuck there in the desert, but instead of that, he actually then converted that into action um, with huge outcomes. So these conversations, both internal and external, are never meant to just be conversations. They're actually meant to be come to the action point. Stepping forward into where God wants us to go creates a gap behind us. So as I step out into what God wants me to do, there's a space behind me. That space allows other people to step into that place. If I stay in that place, if I stay in that spot, then people have to actually work around me. I become a blockage in that place these conversations that you've had that I've had with God and this morning I just I want you to put yourself into some of these places I really feel like um, when I was preparing there was a couple of points that um, I felt that God really wanted to challenge people with this morning one of them was um, when I spoke earlier about the accuser the accuser isn't there anymore he's been defeated and for some people this morning, you need to hear again that the, the accuser's been defeated and that you have life and life to the full. And then there are people this morning as well, you've had these conversations. These conversations are going on and they're conversations about school, trying harder, hanging out with positive people, applying for university, for TAFE, for an apprenticeship. You've had these conversations with God you might have had these conversations with people and now it's time to step out and actually put them into action. Business. There are people here starting a business. You might have been having those conversations, pushing forward in business, expanding your business from where it is to where you know God wants to take it or where God's been talking to you about that. In the marketplace, taking promotion, moving into a new department, taking talking to the boss about new opportunity. In family, talking to an experienced person, or sorry, taking a new, an experienced person to coffee and talking to them about parenting, asking for parenting advice, asking about financial advice, home ownership, asking about that. There are people here this morning, you've been talking with God about these sorts of things. It's time now to have conversations with people and then take action. Church, talking to leaders about opportunity. It gets a bit uncomfortable, you know? New areas of service. For some people here, there's skills that you have that you've been hiding away in the far side of the desert because of something that's happened. God wants you to bring them back have those conversations and step into those because there's gaps here that you need to create so other people can step into those. 
these movements create a ripple emotion and energy that moves outside to the area around us it's like that 360 degree ripple it just grows and grows this is a 360 degree ripple that creates space space that allows others to move into those areas so it's not just about us it began with moses it began with his journey and then it went to just became this huge ripple effect if we stay where we are as i mentioned before if we stay in that place of comfort if we stay in the desert we become a blockage to those around us and that could be a blockage to our family that could be a blockage to our children that could be a blockage to the people that work around us that could be a blockage to the people in the church that are around us it's a place of comfort it's a place of i'm safe i'm comfortable i'm protected i'm in the far side of the desert you know the accuser can't get me here god does has designed you not to be here but to be over here stepping into the action that god has for you he has had you there so that you can lead others through those places remember the desert so moses gone through the desert he went back through the desert he's been through it twice and now he's going to lead all of the israelites through the desert it takes them a bit longer than probably it took him twice it took him twice longer than what but there's a lot more people there's a lot there's a lot more things going on you know so god wants you to move god wants you to step so that you can actually bring people along a journey that you've already been through the ripple effect starts when the stone hits the water you are the stone your life is designed to create a ripple effect around your world and extend further than that what you do actually makes a difference you stepping out actually makes a difference you don't think it does but it actually does okay it actually does this morning um you heard me talking about the accuser you talk, heard me talk about Jesus giving life to the full. There's people here this morning that maybe you have never accepted Jesus into your life before. You've never heard about Jesus. You've never heard this before and you're like, hold on. I've got so many of those points. You know, I can't, I won't, I don't know why I'm here, that sort of thing. What I want to say to you this morning is that Jesus gives life to the full jesus gives you a pathway and opportunity jesus gives you a hope and a future he has defeated the accuser the per the one that comes against you the one that has done things to you and made you feel those way jesus wants to bring you into a freedom into a new place jesus wants you to step out from that desert have conversations with him move forward into a life that you didn't even know was possible you didn't even know there was available to you so this morning can i just have everyone's eyes closed just for a moment if that's you this morning you're like 
you know, what you've been talking about, Dave, is quite challenging for me. And I don't know much about what you're talking about. I don't know much about Jesus. But what I do know is something's happening inside of me. Something is stirring inside of me. Something's, I don't know what it is. That's Jesus. Jesus is knocking, hey, give me a go. Hey, give me a go. Give me a go and see what I can do with your life. See what I can do with those situations and circumstances. See what I can do with your mind, with your heart. So if that's you this morning, I want you to do something really brave. Everyone's got their eyes closed. Just look at me. Just look me in the eye. And I'd love to pray for you this morning. If that's you looking at me. So if that's you, just look at me this morning. Yeah. Awesome. Great. So I can get everyone to repeat after me. Lord, thank you for what you've done. Thank you for the opportunity this morning to step into a new relationship with you. Lord, this morning, I trust in you. I say, Jesus, you are my king. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for me. Thank you for taking my sin and making me new. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. The other part of this morning, and by the way, if that was you, that is just an incredible step. And um, please come out of that desert, have a conversation this morning with someone. If that is you, have a conversation with someone. You've seen different people standing up here. They're great people to have conversations with. Okay? Have a conversation with them. There's other people here this morning and you have been really comfortable over here. You've been like really comfortable. You've been in a time over here and there's things that have happened that have you been fleeing and you feel really comfortable, you feel uh, comfortable in your life, in your job, in your church experience, God is saying to you this morning, I actually don't want you to be this comfortable anymore. I want you to move out and have some conversations with people so that you can actually cause a ripple effect on the people around you. Okay? Um, I just... On my thing I've got, there's people stuck, there's people wanting to move and underline there's people that are comfortable. I love being comfortable. I love, this is actually nice, you know, I mean if you're anything like me, we're a nice comfortable um, environment and we love being comfortable in our country. But what I also know is these conversations, although hard and challenging, lead me to so much more of what God has for me. Um, and I want this, I just have to battle this, you know, and this 
conversations because I never, for me, I never want to feel like I'm blowing my own trumpet. I'm like, yeah, I'm awesome and I want to do this. What do you think about me throwing this stone into this lake and doing this? I never want to feel like that. So I want to get around people that I feel comfortable that have the best for me when I'm journeying this way. So I want to challenge you this morning. Find someone. There are people that you feel like this. You're stuck, you're wanting to move forward, and you're feeling comfortable. I want to challenge you this morning. Just close your eyes for a moment. Lord, would you put on our hearts right now one person that we could have a conversation with about the things that have been going to and fro in our private conversations with you. I pray that you will put one person on our mind right now, on our heart. And Lord, I pray that you would challenge us and you would empower us and you would give us the opportunity to step forward into that, into that, into that conversation. Whatever it's going to take, it might take us buying a coffee, it might take us buying dinner, inviting people around for dinner. Whatever it's going to take, Lord, for us to have that conversation with that person. Lord, I pray that you will do it. I pray that you will help us, that you will empower us. You will get us to that point where we're so uncomfortable, we're so uncomfortable that we would have to have that conversation with that person. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to challenge you. The challenge point for this morning. Don't just go, oh, that was really cool. Or, you know, God, you know, I, I see that person that you've put in my head. That's great. <sighs> go and do it. Go and do it. Charlene reads this book called The 30 Second, what is it called? Five Second Rule. The Five Second Rule. So, you, okay, I'm going to do it. Because as soon as you get that, as soon as you, oh, I want to have, have a conversation. Steve, hey, I want to have a conversation. He's like, awesome. What is it? Uh, you could make up something or you can actually, <laughs> you can say it. So thank you. I hope you feel encouraged and challenged. My, my, um, my desire was to really bring that point of challenge this morning because I know looking around, we have so many skills and gifts that we hide away. We have so many talents and, and things that God wants to use with us that we hide away and we don't actually allow to come out. So thank you. Thank you this morning. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give.